Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I'm your counselor, Polly Rob. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. It's 2020. Uh, We live. You know what I'm saying? We live. I hope everybody feel good about what's to come. I hope everybody uh, understands, uh, you know, what happened in the previous year. Uh, You can move forward from. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we here, man, 2020. Uh, the Polly Rob podcast is officially uh, in the new decade. Uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, make sure you subscribe to all podcast uh, platforms. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on YouTube, uh, Spreaker, um, we're on Google Podcasts. Everywhere where you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the Polly Rob Podcast on there. Um, and we've got a couple of other ones that uh, other platforms that's coming pretty pretty soon. Um, I heard Pandora is now opening up uh, their uh, floodgates for podcasts to be on Pandora now. You know what I'm saying? Which is going to be dope. And I'm going to uh, try my best to make sure we get on Pandora as well because it's just nothing but. Uh, growth and you know making things happen you know what I mean uh I don't know how you guys spent your new years so I'll tell you a little bit about how I spent my new years before we get into the topic of the day um well it was fairly easy uh earlier in the day well uh New Year's Eve I was uh spending it with my boys we was just you know sitting back letting them play video games let them have a good time i was you know making beats mixing records the same old thing i kind of keep my routine uh roughly the same i don't i don't want to do too much and uh you know I, I just try to keep it easy uh everybody was calling me asking me where the turn up was you know where we gonna turn up at stuff like that but i kind of just wanted to just you know tranquilize for a minute and just you know be at ease think about what's to come you know, uh, transfer some files. That's one thing I, I definitely did was organizing the files, organizing sessions, organizing folders, uh, backing up hard drives. I did a lot of that, you know what I mean, before the New Year's hit. Um, just to, like I said, be prepared for uh, what's to come. Um, then uh, went over a friend's house uh, and, you know, played some card games, played Phase 10, which was my first time playing it. And uh, I think I did pretty good for the first time. You know what I'm saying? I won like two games or something like that. Uh, but I don't win the overall game. So, but it, it was pretty good. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? It's a good food. You know what I mean? Just relaxed. And then, you know, when 12 o'clock came, of course, did the countdown and, you know, went back to the studio. I'm ready to get back to it. I'm ready to get back to it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here now. And, uh, you know, we got some new updates, got some new music updates, which I'm excited about. Uh, we're working on uh, an EP. Um, this will, I believe this is our first Local Astronauts um, EP that we're releasing uh, off of the Local Astronauts imprint. Um, it's with uh, singer-songwriter Washe. Uh, and it's like a Washe and company type of thing, you know, because he, 
you know, he does hooks, he writes for people, and he's an excellent singer. So we're putting together an EP um, so you can hear some of the music that he's put together with some dope artists, you know what I mean? So look out for that. Uh, we're also working on the EP with TF. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know who TF is. If you don't, look him up. His Instagram is uh, uh, I am TF. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go check him out. And we got an EP coming with him, which is crazy fire. So those two EPs are, are going to uh, top our list for top of the year to gear up to just get some shit going. You know what I'm saying? So look them two artists up. Washe, uh, W-A-S-H-E-Y-I, Washe and TF. Just T and F. You know what I'm saying? Go, go ahead and check them out. And then uh, uh, I definitely want to talk about my biggest takeaway from 2019. Um, biggest takeaway as in lesson or uh, or experience or whatever. Um, so my biggest take takeaway from 2019 was I really got a chance to understand uh, how important my voice and the content that comes from local astronauts is, you know, to fans, to people, to colleagues, to business associates. I really got a chance to uh, understand how important that is, you know, uh, to people. You know what I mean? Like we shift culture, like, you know, me and my business partner, uh, by Drew, like we really do some, you know, game changing shit. You know what I'm saying? We're innovative. We don't do the norm. We try to, you know, do something fresh and, and and dope every chance we get. And, you know, people look out for it. We know we, we put some excellent events on from higher LA to uh, pocket tacos. Um, you know, stop asking us about bringing, bringing back pocket tacos. We're not doing it. <laughs> um, you know, to dope records, you know what I'm saying? Working with, you know, artists like fat Meach, TF, uh, 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 Sonny, uh, Conway, uh, 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 Westside Gun, um, uh, Planet Asia to Jay Worthy to, you know, everybody. We, we don't work, you know, on the uh, uh, Banging on Wax uh, new project that's coming out soon. You know, it's we just worked on a lot of dope music and just try to do, you know, different, different shit. You know what I mean? And I realized that people will be they tune in, you know what I'm saying? Even my podcast, you know what I'm saying? The Overrated Truth Podcast, which Badru is a part of. Uh, uh, Bad has his uh, new podcast uh, coming out that y'all definitely need to tune into. Uh, it's called the uh, Brand Daddy Podcast. Yo, listen, y'all need to tune into the Brand Daddy Podcast for real, you know what I'm saying? Because the man's, uh, just his brain and his knowledge and his experience is is far beyond what you know i've grown to even think of you know and it, it's just getting bigger it's, it's just more happening you know what i mean so tune into that you know the poly rob podcast of course you know pure ignorance um you know me dropping a beat a day you know on youtube on instagram uh, uh building up my beat website you know events that we've done at grand park uh, Los Globos. We just did a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? We took care of a lot of dope stuff, and we and we're thankful that y'all tuning in, and we're gonna continue to keep this thing rolling and keep this thing popping. You know what I'm saying? So to to get into you know my uh, topic of today, uh, I actually got this idea 
you know, of course, from New Year's, because, you know, everybody has their New Year's resolution. You know what I'm saying? First question they ask is, what is your New Year's resolution? What are the things you want to change? What are the things you want to keep doing? What are the things that you feel like you need to get yourself over the hump? The hump as in whatever is keeping you um, from growing uh, to your best potential or the hump as in getting the opportunity to be your best self. You know what I mean? They ask, they ask what's your resolution all the time. And I thought about it. I'm like, yo, first off, I'm a producer. So asking me, what's my new year's resolution? You know, on, on average, you're, you're going to get, you know, workload. I'm going to say workload. I'm going to say, get right back to work, you know, doing new creative shit and making things happen. But then I started to really, really think about it. I'm like, yo, you know, creatives, artists, you know, especially artists, like what should artists be doing to bring in the new year? Like what what New Year's resolutions do artists need to have to bring in the new year? So I start thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? There is definitely a couple of things that I feel like every artist should do. And first off, let's just not say every artist. I want to say struggling artists, and I'll explain that. So the topic of today is how a struggling artist should bring in the new year. Again, how a struggling artist should bring in the new year. That's what our topic is for today. So first things first. Let's talk about struggling artists. So I want y'all to fully understand what I mean by struggling artists. Because first, the, when you hear struggling, the first thing you think of is they can't do something or they're not doing something or shit is just falling apart, whatever. Which there is an element of that. That is true. But in my context of me saying a struggling artist, it's there are probably one or two things that you're not doing that's stopping your career progress from going to that next level to see some new results. That's what I mean by struggling artists. Being able to see a new result that you haven't seen before. New progress, new opportunities, new growth you haven't seen that yet you've been releasing some music and getting the same results you've been moving in this manner or doing this and you've been getting the same results you have not been getting the chance to get new results from the things that you've been doing so that's what i mean when i say struggling artists because it, it, it's it's hard to try to get you know some new opportunities and, and, and new things going when you're doing the same shit. So I want to talk about some things that uh, I've had set myself to do to see new results, see new things happen. And, you know, I've watched different artists apply some of these same, you know, uh, tools. Uh, and I've watched artists, you know, uh, do certain different regimens and it worked out for them. So I want to tell that to y'all uh, because I feel like artists need that. And if you're an artist yourself, um, thank you for tuning in. Tap in. If you're not an artist, um, but you know artists, 
tell them to tune into this podcast or just give them the game yourself. If you, if you heard it and you feel like you understand it, just tell them. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's necessary. You know what I mean? So let's go down the line because we don't have much time. I still got gumbo and stuff like that to get. Uh, it's New Year's Day, so I got, I got gumbo to get. I'm going to go around and, and try to grab at least five bowls of gumbo. That's going to make the one good bowl for me. <laughs> so number one, number one. Find or make your music environment. Let me say it again. Number one, find or make your music environment. Let me explain. You know, we all go to studios. We all, you know, pay our studio time, go to studios, make music, make records, try to record a song within two hours, book an eight-hour session, try to get as much done, try to set our ambiance. You know, it's the studio lifestyle. When you're an artist and you're trying to get some music done, you know, you're figuring out the best way to go to a studio and make some magic happen. Whether it's a home studio, whether it's a, you know, a studio with a 128 track mixing board with a, a award winning engineer, whatever the case may be. But your music environment should consist of a couple of things. It should consist of. First off, comfortability, being comfortable, not just uh, there's a soft couch and you're comfortable. No, I'm talking about like, how do you want to set the mood of your environment when you're doing music? Are you somebody who likes a lot of people with, with some smoke and some drink? Are you somebody who likes to be by themselves? How do you want your engineer to be? Finding the right engineer for you, not not that can just do the job, but that understands your process of being able to, you know, lay vocals, sit back, listen to them, come back to it, record, you know, understanding your workflow. There's engineers that can take care of the job by um, adding effects, adding what you need, you know, recording, stop, play. But then there's other engineers that actually work. Uh, along with your workflow, not theirs, your workflow. If you need to punch in every two, you need to punch in every four. Or if you need to, you know, give me some time, play the beat on loop, you know, be in the area, but be a little bit away from me and let me write and do my thing. And when when, when I need you, I could just call you. You could come right back in. We can get to it. You know what I mean? Then, uh, other elements are part of your music environment, like because paying for studio time doesn't always equate to you having the best environment to do the best music. Just because you pay for a high quality studio doesn't mean you're going to have the right space and the right ambiance to be able to make a great record. Some of the best records were made in some of the most rugged places but because the right people and the right elements were there, they created a great music environment to create great music. Um, for me, you know, in, in, in the studio, you know, for uh, let's just talk about me, you know, making records. Um, you know, I have my own studio now, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? 
But let's let me let me talk about when I didn't have my own studio and I had to go to a studio. Um, what I would do is if this is a studio that I'm comfortable with, I would you know, I would say, yo, like, can we work something out to where I'll pay you an advanced amount of money and then you give me an advanced amount of hours so then I can come in, create my environment of how I want to do my thing and be able to push out this project the right way. You can do that for some of these studios, especially with an engineer you feel comfortable with. You'd be like, yo, like if they charge $30 or $45 an hour or $50 an hour or whatever the case may be, ask them like, yo, can I just come in one month and just pay like a good lump sum of money? You just give me a certain amount of hours and let me get off. Or developing a great relationship with the actual engineer. You know what I'm saying? You know, y'all may work out a percentage that he gets off of your record, or you might develop something to where uh, he's a producer as well. So he's demoing records for people. So you would help him out, help him write, help him songwrite, do whatever. But to be able to get the time that you want in 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 your element to do what you need to do, because it's all about creating the right music environment to to make some great shit. And then also, you might try investing in your own studio equipment. You might try investing in your own studio equipment so you can be able to create your own environment. I don't care if it's in your, in your living room or in your bedroom. When you can create the right environment, have the right candles, you know what I'm saying, have the right people come through. You can spend countless amounts of hours building and songwriting and vibing with people. All of that stuff leads to you creating a good record. Sometimes some people perform with their back, backs against the wall. Oh, I only got three hours. Let me just bang all this stuff out. Some people don't. Some people need more time. So you might want to invest in your own home studio or you might want to negotiate something with a, a particular studio or engineer or producer who does engineer and let them help you create a good environment for you to constantly come back and create good music. With me having a studio, you don't know how many times I hear artists like, man, you know, I just heard it yesterday, man. I was going to the studio, man. This uh, one engineer producer, he, you know, he was cool. You know what I'm saying? He had some good stuff, but man, he'd be bullshit. He'd be BSing. So, man, I had to go somewhere else. I had to go somewhere else. And that's because that artist needed a certain type of environment and a certain type of workflow that that engineer couldn't provide them or that studio couldn't provide them. And it's hard to make great records like that. And it's hard to even stay motivated to be able to want to continue to create when you don't have the right people around you to be able to get this sound the way you want it, to get this vibe the way you want it. One of the first things I ask my uh, you know, clients when they come in is like, yo, how you want the lights be? What you want playing on the TV? You want you want to fire up weed or you want to burn incense? I don't care. Whatever it's going to take for you to go in that booth and do the best that you can. That's what it is. Find or make your music environment. That is very key to you being able to continue to push out the music that you want. Next on the list, 
And this is one thing that, you know, I feel like artists should definitely uh, take full interest in because it really uh, sets themselves aside from the other artists who tend to be a little bit more lazy or just uh, impulsive. They'll just do things off of impulse. Um, Set deadlines and release dates. Let me say it again. Set deadlines and release dates. Now, I know this is, it's easy to take in, but for some people, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. You know, when you're working, first off, work towards something. If you're working on records, work towards, if you're releasing a single, then work towards releasing a single. If you're working on an album, work towards releasing an album. You're working on an EP, work towards releasing an EP. But have some type of release date or some type of deadline from for some of this music. This is you want to set yourself aside from just this just being something that you just do. If you're invested in it, especially if you're financially invested into working on music. Show yourself, show your career the respect it deserves and give yourself some deadlines on when you should finish records and projects and give yourself some release dates on when you want to release some music or some projects. Trust me, I have failed at this task as well. A lot of the stuff that I do, not going to lie, especially music, very impulsive. My impulse would be like, you know what? Put this shit out tomorrow. Let's go. But this is what happens when you do that. This is the disservice that you serve yourself when you do that. When you just throw stuff out on impulse, you forget about what else is the world on. What else is the world doing? What type of vibe are they on? Now, I'm not saying do things that they would want at the time. But what I'm saying is, when you find out the right pocket when to release your music, that's when you help your music and your streams and your sales and your awareness of the project. You actually help it by putting it in a pocket where things can be relative or just giving yourself enough time to say, okay, I got six months until this project release. Let me do as much as I possibly can on the promotions end, on the post-production end, on any avenue. Let me let me try to make a solid, complete project and let me gear up the best possible promotion that I can for my money and for my creativity before that release date comes out. Before my project is available to be listened to or streamed or bought, let me put together the best plan possible. I failed at that a couple of times. And the times where I got my deadlines and my release dates put together, those records did well and are still doing well. The timing was everything. And for artists and creatives, we forget 
because we're in this world where everything is free flowing. Everything is so vibey and we just like, oh, man, we just going to go with the flow. We forget that there is an element of structure that is needed in order to successfully do numbers. Let's not forget that. There is a level of professionalism that still needs to occur in order for you to be successful at doing whatever it is you're doing in this music industry. Don't forget that. The ones who find the balance between the free flowing and standing firm on the other professional elements, those are the ones who win. Those are the ones who win. Case in point, one of my good guys that I've just met actually 2019, Lord Flea. Now, Lord Flea is a rapper from Queens. And he probably, no, he releases an EP every two or three months. He gives you a deadline, a release date. He has a deadline of when he finishing the projects and he gives a release date to his fans on when he's releasing it. Every two, three months, you know, it's coming. You know, it's coming. And he is doing numbers. Look him up. Lord Flea. He does numbers. Because he's making sure that he gets his project done on the, at the right time. And he releases it when he needs to at the right time. And keep in mind, like we're in the world where distribution is something that can be done by anybody. But let's not forget when you upload things to iTunes, Spotify. You know what I mean? Those platforms, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to release it in three days or in two days. You got to get that stuff time to upload. Especially in high value uh, release date areas. If there's a Tuesday or if there's a, a particular week or a particular month where people really release projects, projects that are not priority, they're going to give you an extra couple of days for you to wait before they upload your stuff. So the CD babies and the distro kids and the tune cores, yeah, you have access to upload your music, but if you don't give yourself the proper deadline to finish your project and a proper release date and make sure there's a spread amount of time for all of that stuff to be up, especially if you're doing pre-orders, you want people to pre-order your project, but you're not giving yourself no release dates and deadlines, you're going to be forced to get back on social media and say, hey, man, sorry for technical difficulties, but uh, uh, it wasn't uploaded to all the stores. So now go to Google Play to listen to it for right now, but hopefully it'll be on iTunes in the next couple of days. You don't want that. The label's not doing that. The indie label's not doing that. They taking care of business. They taking care of business. 
They know when they got to finish stuff. They know when they got to clear records. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into clearing records. Let's not get into uh, this artist didn't finish his feature within your deadline. Let's not get to that. That's a whole nother ball game that y'all might not be ready. Y'all might not be ready for if y'all can't get y'all release dates and deadlines in order. Because you can have a whole project done, but you're waiting for that one feature that can take everything over the top. And guess what? You didn't have a deadline, so you just let that thing linger. You let that whole situation linger, and now he sends you the verse when your project already out. Or you got to push it back because you didn't even give yourself time to, you know, to, 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 to get the verse in or none of that. You just want to press the button as soon as you got it. Get it together. Artists, get it together. Including me. Including me. I got to make sure I got release dates for everything. I definitely got my deadlines. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Big thing. Uh, next. Uh, and, and, and this is not for... This is not for the... The, the people who want to feel like they want to shelter themselves from others. Number three, engage in your fans more, man. Engage in your fans more. Not your homies. Not just the people that you know that follow you on your social media. Fans. People who can quote your lyrics. People who add numbers to your streams. People who buy your music. Fans. Not your cousin. Not your mom. Because they love you by default, so they love your music by default. And if they don't love your music by default, you must be terrible. But that's not neither here nor there. I'm talking about fans, engaging your fans more. I use my social media to talk to my fans, talk to people who enjoy the podcast, talk to people who enjoy me making beats every day, not just the rappers, the fans. They'd be like, yo, yo, I got a couple of, uh, you know, producers out there in Germany. That's like, man, I love what you're doing, man. I, I, I support it. I support it. I, I rock with you. Hey, man, hit me in the DM, man. Let's link, link up. Let me see what's on your mind. What can I do more or what do you feel like you need to see from me? I'm talking to the fans, yo. When I'm out in the street, I got my Potty Rob podcast little flyers where one side is the cover of the podcast. The other side you can actually scan the, the QVC code from your camera phone and you can go directly to the podcast via Spotify. Go listen to the podcast. And when I'm at Starbucks making beats or doing business or whatever, if I see somebody that look like they in, they uh, rock with the podcast, I hand them one. And I've been doing that for a long time since I did my podcast. And now... I got people that walk up to me, yo, man, your podcast is dope, man. I love the episode 31 or I love episode 17. And I'm like, yo, what you like about it? Let's talk about it. What's up? 
I literally had a conversation with somebody uh, over some over some tea, and we were talking about podcasts and things that he felt like, you know, what I'm saying uh, needed to be discussed. And I'm like, yo, those are great episodes and ideas. And I shouted them out on a couple of those episodes. The music. Got people that be tuning into the music. Yo, Rob, this beat that you did was fire. This record that you did was fire. Yo, I appreciate that, man. Yo, watch what I do with this one. You know what I'm saying? Engage in your fans because those are the most important people to your career. Hands down. Producer, singer, rapper, country music, I don't care. Fans is your lifeline. You engage in your fans, you win. You engage in everybody else that's your quote-unquote friend, quote-unquote uh, rap buddy, you're going to lose. It be cats out here that, that's doing records so they can play other rappers the records. I don't care about that. Play it for the fans. Play it for the fans. If you're trying to figure out why you're not Moving up is because you don't have no fans, B. You don't have no stories to tell. When you in the interviews, it, yo, it'd be so crazy. I just thought about this. It's so crazy. Every time I watch an interview, because I like watching interviews from indie artists. I like watching interviews from all different type of artists. And then you get, sometimes you get like these indie artists or cats that's on the come up and they don't even have no stories about their fans. It'd be like little generic stuff like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, this one girl, she was a fan of me, man. You know what I'm saying? She tried to slide in my DMs and try to, uh, you know, she tried to smash. Now shut up. Shut up. I'm, let's, what's up with a real fan story? What's up with them long DM text messages of how you inspired them to do something great? Tune into your fans, B. Tune into your fans. Repost they stuff, what they on. Show them some love so they can show you love back and they can tell the world how great you are. If you ain't got no, hey, I'm tired of people saying, oh, uh, all these haters be hating on me. I don't care. If you ain't got no fans in 2020, you not winning, B. You not winning if you ain't got no fans. Get your fan game up. Walk in them labels and be, and be like, my fan base is this. We don't care about them streams, yo. Where the fans at? You can have 5 million streams. If you ain't got no fans, if it's no comments, no real deal comments, no real deal fanship. When you log on your live and it's not real fans tuning in. Hey man, labels labels could break down them numbers. Oh, you paid a you you paid a a, a company to put your music on a Spotify playlist? I mean, you ain't got no real fans. Watch out. Let me go get this other dude over here that got 2,000 dedicated fans. Let me give him some money. Let me give him some money. Get your fan game up. Engage in your fans. I don't care if you only have one fan in this world. Engage in that person. Other people watch that. 
Other people watch how you engage with other fans. And it just starts trickling off into having more fans. Fanship. It's a big thing. Last but not least, before I get out of here, because I got gumbo to eat. And any fans that's listening, yo, you got some good gumbo? Slide in my DMs, man. I want to try it. I'm going to break my diet for some gumbo. I want to try it. Last one. And this is a big one. I feel like this is a big one. Well, well for me. Y'all might not, but I feel like this is a big one. Last one. Artists, do not treat your music as a hobby. Do not treat your music as a hobby. You want to take it serious? Treat it as such. I'm not talking about the ones who just jump in and jump out because they feel like they can. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking to the person right now that's listening that is trying to end all, be all, be all the way in. I'm talking about the one that is putting every last dollar, every last hour, and every last inch of soul into becoming one of the greatest artists of all time. Do not treat your music as a hobby. Your music is your life. It's your number one baby. So everything you should do, you should treat it as such. All seriousness. Go all the way in. Know your nine to five is not more important because it pays your bills. It's there to pay your bills so you can do what you love, which is your music. It's equivalent to a child. Your nine to five is not more important than your child. Even though it gives you money for your child, it's not more important than your child. Your child is more important. So you use the job to take care of your child. Same thing with music. Music is the most important. So you use the job and you use the networking and you use the relationships to be able to fuel that. Trust me, when you put your effort, when you put your effort in, in the best ways you can, music has this one great thing that it always seems to do at some point in time. Give you back the glory that you put into it. It gives it back to you. Can't say how it'll get how would it it'll give back to you. Can't say when. Can't say how. Can't say what. I just know. It'll give back to you in the best way possible. Don't treat it as something on the side. Oh, I, mean, I just do this on the side. You know what I'm saying? Man, you putting money up. You putting time up. Don't. Treat it, be for real. Be for real at it. If you writing these lines and you creating this music, be for real. Because someone that's watching you, someone that might want to work with you is watching that. They watching how serious you take this music. They watching how serious 
you take these opportunities and try to make something out of it. They watching. People watching. People with money, people with opportunities to help you get to the next level, people who want to work with you, people who want to just see you win. They are watching and they're watching how serious and how determined you are to make these things happen. And once they figure out it's a combination between them figuring out how to help you and also figuring out that you're the one that you can be invested in. That's when everything turns over. That's when it's on. That's when it's on. So I need y'all to dig deep inside and just tell yourself I am an artist in real time. I am an artist in real time. For this New Year's, be an artist in real time. Don't write lyrics on your spare time. Write lyrics on the time that you know you need to get it done. You know you need to write lyrics today. Write lyrics every day. Make songs, make hooks every day. Not like, oh, on Thursday, I got some spare time. I'm off of work on Thursday. I'm going to write a song. No. Why are you at work? Scribble on your notepad. You got a break time. Go. I remember I used to be at Fries Electronics. I used to be in the backstop writing hooks, writing verses, going up. So as soon as I got off work, I recorded the hook. Who, who, who need this record? What we on? It's not a hobby. It's your life. It's something that will eventually take care of you and your family for the rest of their lives and the rest of your life. It's an opportunity. Treat it as such. I appreciate y'all for listening. This is the Polly Rob Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Apple Music, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, YouTube, Google Podcasts, every podcast platform. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave me comments. You can slide in my DMs or you can leave me comments on all the platforms, SoundCloud as well. Just leave me comments. I'll respond back. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube. I do drop beats every single day. Subscribe to the local astronauts YouTube. This whole podcast and this whole platform is powered by local astronauts this is what we do we creatives and we like to shift culture i appreciate y'all tuning in make sure that y'all have a great new year and stay in touch with us and we definitely gonna stay in touch with you all right peace